The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Do you remember how that started? So where where we went to school, it was how do you explain the building? It was three two levels. Yeah. Two level building. On the first level was uh there was a cafeteria, but there was also all the elementary school, yep. right? Was it ki- kindergarten too? Kindergarten through s- Where were the kindergartners? Toward the end of the hall or like at the front? Actually, at one point it was K3 through 12th grade. Where the fuck were those little kids at? I don't know. I don't remember if they cut it off at kindergarten. I don't, I don't remember seeing them, though. I was there, there, there from K3 all the way through. But on that first level? Yeah. Where were the classrooms? Towards the back of the building front. or the front? Towards uh, 78th Avenue. Okay. So those are the levels. Second level was all middle school and high school. Yep. Right? It was uh, 8th. Through twelfth, which is I told you is essentially a time capsule because everything up there is exactly the same. I can't wait to see it, dude. <laughs> I got it. We ha- didn't. Don't you know somebody that can get us? Yeah, in? we got to do this. Is it still a school? No, it, it well, is. It was, oh, I thought it was, okay, but so then it stopped. The the church building, which was the auditorium, and uh, the auditorium, which back. was the chapel or the church itself, that during is now, service. That is now the Performing Arts Center for the yes, city. Yes, the Pinellas Park, uh, Pinellas and, Park Performing Arts and Center. The front the building, P P A C. Yeah, boom. And the, <laughs> the building up front is yeah. still owned by the city, but there's a school there. Uh, it's something Christian school of the arts. So they teach like music. Oh, okay. There's but all like, Christian, right? Is it Christian music? I, no, I just think it's... I love the Lord. No, no. Man, I'm getting hard for his word. Oh, more. Give me more. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're not teaching Do you remember that. there was yeah. a meme my brother <laughs> sent out or, or shared at some point that said something about, I want Jesus to spread his love all over me or something like that. Yes. It was, your, it was Danny. It was absolutely Danny. So anyway, so that's this is a performing arts school? Yeah. Interesting. Yep. But they don't use the second floor. So it's it's sealed there's up. All, is all... it literally like urban exploring going back in a time capsule to what, 90s or 2000s? How far did it go? When you walk in the classrooms, they have not changed since we left them in the nineties. The computers, are, are computers no, still in there. I mean, that like, also not pulled stuff out like that, but, but there's there's the, the actual room itself, right? Uh, the powder blue walls of that entire top floor. Because when we met, we were on the bottom floor. Sixth for grade was on yes, for one year, and then yeah. we moved up. And yep. from then on, you and I were friends until I left the school. Eleventh grade, twelfth grade, eleventh grade, no, twelfth. No. Yeah, I didn't graduate from there. No, you did. I thought you left earlier. Tenth. Everybody left in ninth grade. That's no, I left at like eleventh or twelfth. That was the end of because I remember I got a job at Win Dixie. After okay, maybe tenth. No, it was like eleventh or twelfth. It was one of those years. It wasn't tenth. I was there for tenth. You, you want to sure. tell how you left? Because that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. What for a girlfriend? 
No. What? Wait, what? What did you think I left for? Was that I thought it was for the your drawings in your your locker. No, but what? that came up. Oh, okay. That came up as part of them being like, "Yeah, it's okay for him to go. We're fine with that." What happened? So All right. I'm ready to dive in. I Okay, what year is this? When are we What year are we uh 15, 14 and 15? What grade is that? So that's 8th grade. So do you remember Rachel Griffin got the job? She was or one no, of the, that's Rachel Griffin was with us and she was one of the first people that's ninth grade. One of the first people in our school to get a job as a mm-hmm. student, remember? At Stacy's Buffet. Okay. She was a busser there. All right. And I remember being in class and her talking about having a job and getting a paycheck. And I was just like, what the fuck, dude? I want to do that. I was like, hey, are they hiring? My parents were like, yeah, you want to get a job? Get a job. That's smart. You need to learn how to work. <clears throat> and they were. So I got a job at Stacy's with Rachel. Okay. So that was my first job. My second job when I left there was at Winn-Dixie. Yep. And I got that job because of Tom Messick. Because he, was a, he was Everybody a bagger there. there. What's remember? a Winn-Dixie? Is that like a Tops? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's, it's tops because Publix would be Wegmans. Okay. So that's a little tops. upper scale. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You were at Wegmans. Yeah. I don't know if you remember <laughs> Tops on Grand Island when you were here yeah, before. Yeah. Because I pointed it out today and I so said, that's that like Win Dixie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I got a job there. Uh, Tom Messick's a bagger. I get the job there as a bag boy. And I remember like my third or fourth day, it was like a weekend. And I was working the regular register, and I looked over on the express lane. There was this girl working the cashier, this redheaded girl. Oh. Yeah. And I, I remember, remember just looking and going, just like, who is this girl? My God. She was trouble from the get-go. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that girl is poison. Poison. Never trust a big button smile. So, <laughs> so what's so special so, about this redhead? Well, I was very infatuated with her. She was dating the guy that worked in the meat department. This guy, his name was Rusty. Oh, completely God. covered in tattoos. <laughs> Within like two months, her and I were dating. And we had gotten together. How old are you? 16 by then. 15, 16, yeah. 16. Uh, we're dating. I'm about to go. I feel like it's like 11th or 12th grade. One of those years. It's not 10th. I know that 100% for sure. No, because Holly came in when we were in 11th. Yeah. And you were still there. Yeah. So it was 11th. You did not. So there. Um, so I left on senior year. Okay. I didn't. I didn't do senior year there. Okay. But. I was done. I was getting to an age where I was just like, you know what? I told my parents, I'm like, I don't want to go back to that school because that school was getting to be ridiculous. When I have the fucking principal stopping me in a hallway, looking at me and going, come here, buddy. So, all right. Walk over. Grabs me. He literally holds my chin and pulls my head to the side and takes a look at my sideburns. Pulls out a pen and goes, oh, before that, those he sideburns. Been telling you that. You needed to shave your sideburns shorter <laughs> because I used I still do to this day. I yeah. like longer sideburns, but longer sideburns because of the popular uh, popularity from years earlier of nine hundred two and zero was a worldly thing. 
So I couldn't have them. I had to have them cut either straight across or slightly half an inch down. And that's all that was okay. Even with the ear hole. I think it was like the furthest down you could go. He pulls me to the side in the middle of a crowded hall in between classes when everybody's moving around. And so people are stopping and watching this happen. Pulls my head to the side, pulls out a pen and says, those sideburns looking a little long. You're going to want to cut them right about here and draws a line on my face. Yeah. Did you draw a line on his face? I was like, fuck this place, dude. But it wasn't even that, dude. There was so much about that place. It was a religious school, but there were so many, like, two-faced, double-standard, hypocritical it people. It was a cult. It was Find a cult. Out. It was straight-up cult. Every Dude, I've talked about it in past shows. It's it? been a cult. Yeah. And speaking of cult, welcome to Hardly Awesome Podcast. Welcome back. We're back for another week. This is Chris Chavez, your host, also with Anthony Mullen. And that other voice you hear is a guest. This is somebody you've never heard before. This is one of my best friends of all time. I grew up with this kid. Ever since he heard the word whispered in his name, Sakim Dix, he and I have been friends and tight till the end. Ryan McWaney. What's up, dude? Not much. Thanks for having me over here. We were in a cult together. Yep. 100%. How does that feel to just be like we're cult survivors? I look back and I wonder <laughs> Wait, how we fell for because it. Because in reality, in reality, all joking aside, we could literally be interviewed for a documentary and say, truly, we are cult survivors. Sure. Absolutely. That's some crazy yeah. shit. But how that exactly we was with. it a cult? None of your business. Anyway, back to this. <laughs> back no, no, to the story to... we're talking about. Okay. Um, what was the story I was talking about? You had pen on the eyebrow. Oh. Or on the Not, that wasn't only sideburn. There were a lot of things that we had seen happen and heard about rumor, but we'd noticed and things. And it started to really jade us as youngsters, dude. We were just like, these people who are feeding us this, uh, you know, high and mighty bullshit about how you should live are literally raping little girls and doing all this crazy shit. And fuck that, dude. Yeah, it's, it's a very that very easy place for a pedophile to hide unfortunately right yeah. because the yeah. idea is is people who really want to have a belief in something a, a belief in a religious system and something like when 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 people like that take advantage it's like how are we supposed to trust you because the idea is is you're supposed to have an open mind and a welcoming to any soul no matter what downtrodden life has, has taken you you know it doesn't matter we're gonna welcome you and give you that second chance it's it's such an it's it's horrible. It's this weird like juxtaposition of being okay to be this kind of thing, but it still lets this other aspect potentially can let that influence your life, right? And unfortunately, as kids, we didn't have control. You didn't have control where your parents put you. Right. I had no control, dude. When I was going to sixth grade at Tyrone Middle and didn't give a fuck about anything, bro. Every single day, I just go in, hang out with my skater friends skip school go to tyrone uh mall fucking body glove store remember that shit back in the day go in there shoplifting like crazy skateboarding out in the parking lot skateboarding all of like our lives back in that day was all about tony hawk like this kid that was coming up and was a phenomenal skateboarder and was starting to make money and like look mom this is real so kids these days look at their parents and they're like See me playing Xbox, Mom? Look on ESPN. See that kid that just won that championship for Fortnite? Oh, yeah, that's millions of dollars. I could do that. 
that was me when I was a kid saying, you see me skating, mom? I could do something with my life, right? Failed the sixth grade. Didn't give a shit. My parents are like, you know what? No. You're going to summer school. Sure. Fuck you, ma. I'm not going to summer school. Skip every day. Sucking dicks. You can suck my dick. Keep going, right? You fail summer school, Chris. We don't know what to do with you. We're taking you out of the public system. You're going in the private. I don't know. Oh, I do know. My mom was a nurse at Humana Hospital. Do you remember Humana before it was St. Pete General? Yes. Yep. She was a nurse there at the time. She worked with Tom Messick's grandmother at Humana Hospital. And Tom Messick's grandmother said during their, because you know when you're at work, right? You talk about your personal life. Yeah. You talk about shit that's happening. So I'm sure my mom was like, yeah, my son, I don't know how to fucking get a hold of him. This kid doesn't whatever. And Tom Messick's grandmother was probably like, you should send him to this private school. And at that point, it was a great place for someone like you to go because the quality of the education was good. Yep. And there was not the cultish stuff that kind of started, but it wasn't down at that level yet. Exactly. It was more along the lines of like, look, we want to take the time to have smaller classrooms. The one-on-one with a teacher is so much better than in the public school system. And yes, there's the religious aspect to it, but there's no mandatory. There's not like you have to be a church member or you have to do this. It's about providing education to children in an environment where it was... It, they took care of you, right? You're supposed to be safe, a nice safe. and Put it this way, dude. You're talking yeah. getting D's and F's in sixth grade one year, get held back, sent to this school, 180. Nothing but A's and B's the next year. Because it was. And the work was harder. You were already behind if you came from public school. Yeah. That's, but that's the way it I was. already excelled because what they told me in public or what they told my parents was like, he's testing over everyone. We can't just keep passing him because he's, you know, because he's testing over everyone. He's not doing the work. We have to teach him consequences. It wasn't even that I wasn't smart enough, dude. I could have kept going. Right. But they were just like, we have to teach him consequences. I'm glad they did, though. Because day one, sixth grade, Mississippi's class, I know zero people in this entire place. What's more embarrassing? I'm in the same class as my sister now because I've been held back. And unfortunately for her, my parents decided we're not going to play this game and have her deal with this and and go over all this again. We're going to send her to the same school, too, and just have them in private school. So now I'm in the same class as my sister who's sitting in a few rows uh, over and a couple seats ahead. And when they're doing roll call and they say the last name, you know all these kids who have been in this school before and grew up together since they were in kindergarten or even pre-K hear two of the same last names of two new people they've never seen and look at them going, oh, yeah, that's a brother and sister, right? Must be twins. Weird. (laughs) It's a weird thing, dude. And I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. But for some reason, after the morning attendance and all this, we stood up and did the pledge and something else. Did they even have Did they have the pledge to the Christian flag at the time? Yes, they did. Yeah, what? There's a pledge to a Christian flag, and I had to stand there and watch these kids doing it going, I don't know what the fuck this is. What's happening right now, right? We all sit down. We start the day. Teacher gets up, starts to talk, writing something on the board. This kid's in front of me. Again, I don't know what it is. I got to lean up and tell him all about Sakim Dix. And that's, that's when we became friends. But fast forward. We get out of the cult. Here we are. 
Wait. I don't even know where this story started. I'm sure there's something that I'm not picking up on that like there's going to be listeners that are like, wait, we're hanging on this. I can't remember where it started, but whatever. I still want to know how was it a cult specific? Like, I no, I know. That's a, listen, that's its own. That's a docu series. That's literally going to be a network fucking exclusive docu series in in mini episode form where you have to go straight to the site to download. It's not going to be on iTunes. You can't get it on Stitcher. You well, can't we do get a it on site Spotify. exclusives now. Exactly. They'll come straight to the site to download these episodes. But BICBP-radio.com. I mean, we'll document it, dude. We have a lot of people that could call in and give interviews oh, and discuss there's people on their in leader, experiences. There's people that were in leadership that would probably call in and because they openly admit <sighs> this was absolutely an, a cult that we were involved in. Ralph? Oh, no, all the way up to the top. Oh. Really? Yeah. Get the fuck out. Because that was my first experience th- that they had gotten out of it. Was I? I saw him in public, and he basically offered a- an apology to me for all of that stuff that happened. Dude, I'll tell you two things about that dude. Number one, I always love him and respect him. Always do. He's one of those male figures when I was growing up that I needed. You know right. what I mean? Even though there was a lot of things I didn't believe, and I knew he was pushing. At the end of the day, he was 100% genuine with me. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, Is this a counselor but or a teacher? But I always remember, and, and it sucks because I, I, it's as a kid, you do it, right? But I remember just looking him dead in the eyes and just lying and not giving a fuck that I lied. But then later knowing, oh, I should have just been honest, right? Because then maybe he could have talked to me in a different way because of the way I thought thing I saw things and knew certain things and my you know what I mean, but mm-hmm. I didn't do that. The other thing I remember is Wiki Wachi. So in the school we used to go to, there was this summer camp they had, right? It was a, yep. a thing they did every year where they would take all the kids if your parents signed off on the on you know that you could go. And they took you to a camp, a bunch of cabins, um, boys and girls, uh, a bunch of, uh, what would you call, like, Ralph and them, leaders or youth 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 leaders. leaders, Yeah, They came along as well. There was going to be all different kinds of events and things we did during the day. And I got to tell you, aside from from maybe going down the the tubing down the river, I don't remember anything else we did during the days, like what the events were, anything. I only have certain memories from this. But that's what it was. It was literally like a summer camp for mm-hmm. us, right, and our friends. Um, but obviously, it was this this cultish. Like it was, you had to have religion also. So every day there right. was like chapels and church services the night, or whatever. The, the days started with chapel and ended with chapel. And it okay, was, it was fire and brimstone style. Except the one day when Everett comes out talking about. When he was a youngster, and he knows what it was like being a youngster, and when he was a kid, there was this band that came out and you know captured everyone's attention. But there was one song that always really stuck with him, and then he started literally singing it. You say you want a revolution. Well, yep. you I remember know, him talking about it. We all want to change the world. And he talked about that and talked about how, like, I think the whole message was it's it's still is it's inviting when you hear that you hear it and it, it hits notes and it hits these things. And even the message might sound this, but don't be blinded. This is still the devil trying to work his way into your heart. You remember that? Yep. 
you remember that night? Yeah. So we're in the same uh, cabin. Thank God, right? Because it was you and me. I think Jeff was in that cabin. Uh, Oscar, was he in that one too? I don't remember. Is this the retreat? Is this like, was this a, a normal summer camp or was this like the beginning of the year retreat that we did that one time? I think that's the one. Yep. Yeah. That we're, we're, okay. Shrink wrap. Yes. Okay. Same. Yep. So that's Jeff. You, me. Was Joe in this? I can't remember who else. I feel like Oscar was in there and it, it feels like Joe or Tom. One of those two was there for sure. Yep. Jimmy. Oh, God. Jimmy. How's he doing? Have you seen him? No. I no? have no idea. Wow. Jimmy, Terry, dude. Um, anybody? There was a couple other. It was like what? One, two, three, four, four bunk beds. Matt, yeah. So yeah. it was like five different bunk beds, yeah. all in this room, and we were staying in the room with one of the youth leaders, Ralph, the one that, that was, was saying Ralph. that the Beatles were no, 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 no. no. no this was Edward. the actual. That's youth the actual pastor. guy. This was the youth oh, pastor, the pastor of the entire oh, church. Okay. Yes. Not youth. Not just youth. No, he was you, overall. You mentioned Ralph. Ralph oh, was yeah. the youth pastor. Yeah. But the uh, the revolution was the actual the guy, the guy, senior, the senior pastor. Yeah. He's the dude. But anyway, we're we're in our cabin that night, right? We heard this fucking great sermon from the guy talking about rock music and the influence on your life and this and that. And now this is at a point where Ryan and I already like we're good friends. We've we've jammed together. We listen to music together. We've shared things together. Um, I remember when you first turned me on to fucking live, you're like, God, I went to this con- 98 rock concert and you're yeah. like, oh my God, I remember the sticker you put on your bass drum. Yeah. Like I remember all that shit. Hardcore, man. Like we are in this, you and I are going to have a band. It's going to call be called sideshow. And no matter what, we're going to rule this world. Yep. I listened to, we, we sat through this sermon end of the night. We're in their bunks and we started kind of whispering or talking to each other. And then I just come up. Like, I literally come up and I'm up with you on your top bunk yep. because you're above me. Yep. And we're just both kind of just sitting there, both on our like elbows and shit, just talking about stuff. And I was just like, man, I remember, you know, this, this, the message tonight, it really got to me. And you're like, really? Now, remember, we're kids. How old are we? 15? 15, probably. 15? Really? I'm like, yeah. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's the Holy Spirit. Like I've heard about like that feeling and I don't know what it was, but I have to tell you, as soon as I go home, I'm throwing all my CDs away. I'm getting rid of my guitar. I'm not doing this anymore. I can't have that in my life. And he looks at me with this look that's almost like literally like I he watched me rip his kitten's head off right in front of him. And he was just like. It was totally like how could. Are you be telling me this right now? You're like, are you kidding? And I was like, no, I'm serious. And like for a moment there, you just like you were, you had this look on your head, like, okay, how do I process? Okay, I guess, I guess I just have to accept that I don't have this part of my friend anymore. <laughs> yeah, total grieving of the death of something. You know, Ryan. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? It happened a few weeks ago. Because we're recording one night. Go ahead. And I fuck up and I... I the, the show went off the rail. Okay. As usual. And instantaneously in the moment, Chris Chris decided without letting me know. He goes... Actually, he, he goes, you know what? This will be the last episode. And I rode the train for about 20 minutes and he just... He's convincing as you've experienced oh, so your entire life. I still so don't he, know at times. So here's the thing. This episode, it was like, so 
backstory is there's been a lot of times when we have to record and things come up and we have to like, you know, postpone. Anthony can't make it, whatever. It's always just this feeling of just like, oh, God, why can't we just be consistent? Right. Also, it was a couple of weeks uh, or, or like a month and a half, two months where we just didn't do it much because both of us had weird schedules and it didn't work. So this episode, it was one episode. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, look, I don't really have much. Do you have anything to bring? He's like, I got this, dude. I will. I have this episode. So if you're going to talk for this show, you have to have at least 45 minutes to an hour's worth of material. Whatever topics you want to talk about doesn't matter. You're in charge of bringing what's important for the show, and I'll riff on it, but you're in charge. He kicks in, even brings us in, and fucks it up. And I'm just like, okay, here we go. <laughs> and I start talking to the audience like, you see what I got to put up with, guys? This is what I got to put up with. He talks to, he brings up one topic. We t- discuss it maybe 15 minutes. And then it started to get to a point where I was like, okay, let's transition. So I say, I literally say something where it's just like, you like that? That's the transition. All right, what's the next topic? He goes, what? I, I said, thought he had topics too. I said, he didn't. well, what's the next topic? You're running the show today. That's all I had. I'm like, that's 15 minutes. What are you talking about? No, no, no. That's all I had. I said, you know what? That's it. Last show tonight. That was just an impromptu thing I did. But in my mind, I thought, you know what? Let's do this. And I sold him. And I'll tell you right now, that's probably one of our most entertaining episodes because of the fe- the way he starts to just freak out for the rest of the show. Like he starts going, wait, no, I love doing this show. You hear him go through the stages of grief in the episode to the all the way to the end where there's acceptance. And he's finally like... Okay. I mean, I guess this is where we're at. And at the very end of the show, I usually end the show just saying peace, whatever. I, I, we end the show. I give it like a beat. And then I go, just playing. See you guys next week. <laughs> so your face of like, so, your friend is like, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I know that. Before we, even, before we even talked about this, I told him the other night, I said, you know, the shit that I see that you do to Anthony is the same bullshit that you're doing to me 25, 30 years ago. And this is just <laughs> a perfect example of it. And I, like I said, I still don't know when he's when he's just messing around. Oh, come on now. Come no, on. No, dude. I've gotten better no, at it. But he's still so. I feel like if there's anyone in the world that knows me better than anyone, it's you and Aaron. Both of you yeah. guys know me the, like yeah, almost inside and out. You're too convincing. And you don't know how when to pull punches, even when you should. There's no such thing as should. Who, it, what does that mean? That's the thing is that you can't. I can't tell when you're. Is there joking okay. or not? That's so here's the thing. the thing. Ryan is the same as me. We are students of comedy. We have grown up with comedy in our bloods. We love comedy. We are. We appreciate mm-hmm. it. It's literally probably almost a religion when you think about it. If you go back over that, right? Yeah. You oh. could understand how much we worship this. One of the rules of comedy. Nothing's off limits. There's no such thing as too much. There's no such thing as should, whatever. No, bullshit. Nothing's off limits. And as far as I'm concerned, my comedy has always been pushing people to limits, making them uncomfortable, making them feel like, wait, what? Is this for real? What's happening? I don't know what. Tell us that. Say it's not true. 
How many times at our high school, ta- the, the lunch tables, I would say things just for shock value, just to see how people would, would react when I would say shit where you're oh, like, oh, that's yeah. so fucked up. Like, like we wanted to get up and leave the table. We don't even want to be associated <laughs> with this comment. <laughs> Step away. I, it's not, it's, and I'm a firm believer too. You shouldn't censor it as like if I'm going to see comedy, but like. When we're talking normal and you decide to switch into comic mode and like push the censorship and I don't There's know. There's no switching into comic mode. I am who I am. Dude. It's just, you get but it. like when I'm trying to take you serious and it's like, I'm trying to take you serious right now, but you won't let me. Like, it's well, like, you can nope. take me serious. I'm being serious. I know. <laughs> when I say I want you dead, I'm being serious in that moment. <laughs> when I say I'm with your mom, I'm literally with her at that moment when I'm texting you. <laughs> Oh, God. Dude, I'm glad you're here. It sucks that you go back tomorrow. Yep, it does. It's been a great time. Or you just don't. Just give up on the wife and kids and family. Just leave them all behind. No. What's wrong no. with you? Man, or, that's not even. That is messed up. That's fucked up, dude. Oh, that's fucked wow. up. Who says shit like that? <laughs> Say the word. I'll kick him off the show. You'll be my <laughs> new co-host. People will love to hear Chris and Ryan's hardly awesome show. I'm telling you right now. Is that what your show is on the network together? It rivals Harley Awesome. What is it? Is that the show? There's Harley Awesome. There's Harley Awesome with Chris and Ryan. No, 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 no. Like he's just gonna take over. You're off. This is your last episode for That's real. Mean. That's not mean. That's truth. That's fact. You have a show. You're fine. We talked about this before, but Stop. we did. T- we did we talk about the show it's, where it's we witchy watchy. Witchy watchy. He <laughs> says. So witchy watchy. He's trying to change the subject. I'm trying to transition. What's the Weechi Wachi? Can't Wiki Wachi? What? Wiki Wachi? Close. Wiki? WikiLeaks Wachi? Not WikiLeaks. That's from South Park. What? That's from real life, bro. Well, Read a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Wiki Wachi is, the, yeah, that was the summer place we went yep. to and hung out. Um, I don't know why, dude. I have such a fond memory of that time. I oh, have, that particular trip that you're talking about that was one the best specifically. one. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to know why? It's because my parents were finally like, yeah, we're going to sign on, on to you for doing something. You know, yeah. they let me play basketball, soccer. But other than that, I remember before that when I wanted to do stuff, they were always like, no, no, we're not going to drive you. We're not going to do this. But then at a certain age, it was like, okay, fine. And I did. I got a chance. Basketball. Well, and, I, and I think that if retreat- we didn't have basketball, we wouldn't have John Starks and Big Boy. That's right. If we if we didn't have soccer, we wouldn't two have me two. almost having my fucking leg snapped off. If we didn't what? have uh, the summer camp, bro, we wouldn't have like we didn't have Ralph- softball. We wouldn't have had Worsh Woman. Remember uh, that? The guy Vern egging me my on. Vern, holy shit, dude! I saw him for a while after high school when I was working the pharmacy. He used to come in all the time. He was dating or married to a woman that used to make us yucca pies. Okay. Oh my God! You've had yuca, right? It's yeah. got that like potatoy kind yeah. of taste. Yuca fries, yeah. I've had. Yeah, but not a pie. That no. pie tastes like pumpkin pie. That shit was amazing. Holy shit, Vern and his twin sons—they were friends with my brothers. Yeah, they're. Not, I don't think they're twins, but yeah, oh, no, I, they were I brothers. Saw, the yeah. brothers—that's what they were. The I actually brothers. just saw JB, who goes by James now. JB and BJ, right, or something like that. TJ, uh, TJ, TJ. Yeah. JB and TJ. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, every time I get up to bat in the softball field, you hear him out uh, at the, the church building. Come wow. on, worse woman. 
You can't hit it out here. I remember that, man. He's amazing, dude. I love that guy. But that's, you know what, though? That might just be like reminiscent spectacles kind of. I love that guy in real life. I don't know. Oh, he was. He was a weird. We won't get into that. (laughs) All right. We're not getting into that one. But with with the camp, dude, I do have memories, man. I have. Like I said, the lazy river, tubing yeah. down the river. I remember yep. that. Um, I remember uh, the revolution um, sermon. Yep. And scaring you that evening later huh? on. I remember pulling out the Aquanet and uh, and uh, lighter yep. and lighting all the cockroaches. And do you remember spraying the mirror? You, yeah, we sprayed the mirror and lit it and watched it all light up for a minute. And it went away and left this weird image on the mirror. Yep. And we were all like, oh, shit, that's demon. What is that? It was And then creepy. there was the brand new unopened roll of like industrial grade shrink wrap. Oh, <laughs> man. Yep. So... And I wake up in the middle of the night. And remember, our youth leader is in this this room, too. He's a bigger guy. And typically, bigger guys sleep deeper, right? There's this deeper kind of like hibernation state they go into. Yeah. It's a slumber. I'm, I'm a bigger guy. I'm familiar guy, though, with so, it. Yeah. You, you've seen me <laughs> just in the past four days. <laughs> when you're completely wasted. Oh, yeah. Wasted. Okay. <laughs> Sleepy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I wake up out of a dead sleep and you and Jimmy were wrapping me in shrink wrap <laughs> to my bunk bed but not enough that 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 actually stuck me there yep, so you're like what the fuck you started you, ripping I, out of it you, you you didn't get me so <coughs> then we then, just then we decide we're going to go ahead and wrap our our I think wait hold on I feel like it was Jeff time out so you part. wake up yeah. out of a out of a sleep and they're wrapping you so yeah. instead of being like listen it, don't do this you're like let's go do it to someone else well he's well, like, first what the I'm fuck? like <laughs> he rips his arms out of it yep so then somebody made the suggestion of getting Ralph our counselor Jeff. in the cabin yeah probably <laughs> well let's talk, let's think about this 409 in the coffee yeah what anyway yeah <laughs> He took the fall for that. I know it's amazing. What about coffee? But you know what he did do that nobody knew about. It was in well, Mountain no, you Dew. You and I do it remember. It was in this. Mountain Dew. That's oh, that's right. Same color. Do you remember though the diskettes that he would take and just fucking fling out the window into the woods? Yeah, like literally the teachers. Right. Shit. Software. Like yeah. Right out into the woods, which like was, was required then. Three and a half floppies. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. Let's see how far they go. But we start. So we have a youth leader in this cabin with us, oh Ralph. My God. Yep. And yeah, somebody decides we're going to wrap them up because it didn't work for you. And we were no. like, fuck, we wanted to get this to work. Dude. And they did. They yeah. wrapped him down completely. They got like half the roll of and, shrink wrap and then, tight around him. And he's still sleeping the entire still time. Still sleeping. So they thought, somebody got a razor? <laughs> yep. <laughs> he was already balding. But we, we went ahead and shaved a patch of hair off of his head. And... Do you remember the eyebrow? They shaved and, off yes. one of his eyebrows. Yes. Yep. And it was like they were almost it was either, done with it, the I think one. It was a portion of one. Yes, they were down, almost done with the first one, and he woke up. That's when he was pissed. A little bit. And a then, little bit because you don't remember how he we fully woke him up. Oh, I re- boy, what was that? So Matt brought a string of about <laughs> a thousand black cat firecrackers. <laughs> oh my God, that's he right. did not fully awake it. What? <laughs> He was not fully awake. <laughs> so he is wrapped so tight that it's like you could, it, it just, 
you know that he could barely breathe, probably. <laughs> so it's like, man, he's still not awake. So this is after so he's already kind of startled after the after the eyebrow yeah, cutting. Yeah, he, he kind of stirs a little bit and then he it's goes like, back to sleep. So <laughs> then this kid Matt goes, "Hey, I got an idea. I brought these firecrackers." So he goes, "We all go. We're all like surrounded around our counselor in on his bunk bed." And Matt and Matt goes, "Okay, I'm going to light them and throw them under the bed, and then yep. we all run out." Yep. So he does that, and they go. Except on. we didn't all run out because I stayed in my bunk, and I pull my covers yeah. over my head like, "Oh shit, here we go." <laughs> I think go Oscar on. stayed in. Yeah, yeah. They go on for what seems like forever. Just bah, 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 bah. and, he and you hear him move. going, bah, bah, "Oh god!" He has no idea what's happening. He's still half asleep. He has no idea what's happening. So then he finally he, he realizes what's going on, and he's like, get me out of here. Get me out of here. We're all laughing. And this guy was always he was, super appropriate. Yep. Never said anything off color. Nope. Never. He would have never said this. In he, was right one, he was one of these guys that, like, we went to the school, so he he took this seriously. He looked at us as as formative boys. He wanted to show us, like, I can influence you. I can yeah. I can help and, you learn and be a certain way. And, I'm going to teach you. Right. And this was a good guy. He did, he never had a dad He's around. amazing. He I love to this be, guy. He was very genuine. I love him. You know, we were all involved in a cult, but he genuinely, yeah. he knew how he felt about you and he cared what happened to you. Yeah, he's so, legit. So anyway, he's coming out of this and he's he's screaming at us to let him out. And he just goes, are you guys going to be dicks your entire lives? That's all. And he would have never said that. Like, that, that was like that's super for him. But here's the thing. To even Do you say. remember, though? He said something after that. He said, I can't like I, I, I'm disappointed in you boys for actually get, driving me to the point to say something like that. Dicks. Right. Dicks. <laughs> And to him, that was just no like the most deal. horrendous thing ever. And to us, I was like, "That I didn't take that." I felt so bad though when he said that. I really felt bad. I was like, "Man!" I see him periodically, and I bring it up every now and then. Do you? Talk about it. He what does he say? Does now. he laugh? Oh yeah. Oh he man, thought, he thinks it's great now. Next time I go down, I gotta. I we gotta try to do something. I, I would love to see him again, dude. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I love Ralph. Oh my yep. god, he's guys. great. Yeah. Oh man. I remember they did a thing too. Didn't they want to do go steal the panties thing with the girls or something? Somebody wanted to do that. Well, some somebody or put it on the flagpole or something. Oh, that's what it was. That was the next morning. We took Ralph's boxers and put them. Oh, it was his. That's what it was. That's what we pledged to (laughs) the next morning. (laughs) I do remember that, man. And it was just like one last thing, and he's just shaking his head. I can see him now, just shaking his head, going, "Guys." So I'm just when you guys cut him free from the cellophane wrap. Was he just like, all right, it's cool? Or no, is- he was pissed then. That's when he, he was, was just like, I can't believe you guys made me. Oh, that, okay, like, so you, as you guys are cutting. You guys so should be bad. ashamed. He you did know, that, but, I he, want but you he left to, to cool yeah. off. Oh, yeah. He walked off for he a while. He left to cool off, yeah. That's yeah, when we, was, we, knew we were just, when he was gone. We were all like, oh, no. Too far? This was a little much. Yeah. And then who decided, okay, let's get his boxers tomorrow morning? <laughs> I, I still feel like that was Jeff. Hey. He can take it. He took he took the ball for so many things. Oh my god, it. that's so horrible, right? Oh my god, man, we guys. got memories. I'll tell you what, listeners. I I still need to apologize to the guy who uh, I'm the one that put the four hundred nine in the Mountain Dew. <laughs> What's four hundred nine? You let me cut that out. And he just 
No. He's doing it. I'm coming out. Ryan's like, I'm clean. I'm the one <laughs> Guys, that did it. What's 409? Oh, 409. oh, oh Windex. God. It's like a window cleaner. Yeah. 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 It's just a, yeah. It's actually more abrasive than a window cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a bathroom cleaner. Oh, my God. Yeah, overall, yeah. like tile scrub. and. Yeah. Is he okay now? Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's still he, with us. he walks with a weird limp. And <laughs> but yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Otherwise, he's good. He's good. Yeah, the shits for a week or something. No, he li- he has a colostomy bag. He drags around with him. Yeah. Why would he drag it his around? Col- his colon literally exploded. <laughs> <laughs> On sight. Oh God, I wouldn't mind being back in that room. I got to be honest. I have so many memories of be- about that room, just like hanging out first thing in the morning. That's where psychedelic was born. That's where yep. Bobby Hollingsworth turned me on to Nirvana. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different things that happened in that room. That's where we. I would provide the beatbox drum track of a Pearl Jam song, and you would do the the guitar sounds with your mouth. Yep. That's what she said. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So what's up, Anthony? What's your topic for the night? Oh, look at the time. We're over and out. This is almost the end of the show. Uh, Ryan, thanks for coming out, dude. Number one, thanks for coming up. It's been a minute. And this has been great, but uh, being on the show is even better, man. It's like the cherry on the whipped cream top, right? Yes. Whatever that means. And this has been uh, a good trip for me to inspire me to get involved more and do kind it. of do my own thing. Too, do, it, so. do it, do it, do it, do it, yep. do it, do it, do uh, it. We had a good time at the National Comedy uh, National Comedy Center. It's not yes. a museum. I absolutely But it feels it. like a museum. Yep. I feel like, you know how people walk around museums and feel very, like, kind of, like, you should be very, kind of, quiet, benevolent, you know, read these things, move right. You don't want to do whatever. Oh, yeah. Hey, come check this out. You know, that's how I feel when I go there. I yeah. love it, dude. What's cool about that is they make it it's, uh, so technologically advanced and <sighs> engaging and interactive. And it's personalized to what you like, and which then is really cool. You also dive, thank God for technology, too. We get a chance to dive deep into the past on some of these things. Yep. People always talk about time machines. I always say that's what film is. Mm-hmm. It's literal time machines. They're windows to what's happened in that moment. Now, we don't see what happens once it cut, and that person did what they did afterwards and walked off, but we did see them in a moment in time and doing what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, dude, I'm glad that you came out. I'm glad we went out. I'm glad it was an inspiration. I'm glad you're on the show. I'm glad you're now on the network. I'm glad you're replacing Anthony. It's one of my favorite things to say Wait, of all time. So I, I couldn't be happier about that. So, uh, there you go. There, there you go. There you go, guys. Another episode of Hardly Awesome Podcast for your ear holes, for the enjoyment of your inner child. Sure. Sure. For your inner demons. Sure. Okay. For your, uh, for your cult status, follow us at bicvp-radio.com or die. See you guys next week. Peace. Hey, welcome to the new morning show, Ryan and Chris, taking you for your drive to work. We're here to tell you what's going on in your day. What's going on, Ryan? How are you doing today? Sir? Yo, 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 yo.
Oh my lord. I feel like I'm back in Florida 19 circa 1990s with that shock jock, the Howard Stern wannabe, Mr. Clem himself. What's up, little teenage girls? Go to my clubs. What a pig. How did he have that? Like what what was that? Like that was he had a club that was just it was kind of like a teen club. I remember that. He he was such a, a disgusting cheap knockoff of Stern. He tried to be. Bad. Oh yeah. And then he embedded himself in the wrestling culture in Tampa. Right. Hooked up with one of the biggest stars of all time, Hulk Hogan. Yep. Uh swapped wives for well, I don't think that Hulk shared. I think it was Bubba just saying, You wanna fuck my wife? Go for it, buddy. Just for the notoriety of it. And then all of a sudden Gross. You know, re- real wrestlers hate him. They can't stand him. Yeah. Because they know he was a fake. Because he latched on and all of a sudden he thought he was part of the boys using their lingo, this and that, and they couldn't stand him. Yeah. And then all this happened. Yep. So when people get screwed over now in the business, they call it getting hoganed. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> right? <laughs> he still lived down there, Hulk? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. We still see him every now and then. Holly and I just saw him. In a movie theater not too long ago, and there was a couple of people that approached him, and he's usually very unapproachable. It's like, yeah, he's a dick. He's such a dick. There's been, I think it was like three different times living in Florida where I came across him and just was just like, hey, what's up, Hulk? Yeah. Yeah, like, but ignore he, you. Straight my, up, my ignore you and walk almost, by. My father in law almost got in a fight with him on Clearwater Beach because my father-in-law can't keep his mouth shut. Oh, and man. And when he called out to him, Macho like, man's hey, he better, goes, fucker. He get, no, he actually <laughs> said, hey, Hulkster, what's up? And he just kind of like looked at him like, fuck you. Really? And so then, you dick. know, Jimmy can't keep his mouth shut. Oh, God. So he goes, hey, you ain't better than me. Fuck you. <laughs> and he started like walking towards him. Oh, God. Yeah, messed up. Hulk's like, come on, brother. <laughs> What you gonna do? What you gonna do with these pythons run wild on you? Oh man! And we see Brian Knobs a lot too. Ah, uh, nasty boys. Yep. Shake that nasty butt. He's actually Shake selling his house. If anybody butt. wants some there WWE. You go. Um. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Chris and Ryan show. See you next week. <laughs>